Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, Rugby League Social Club Quizzes, a podcast here to convince you that social media isn't a bad place, you just need to follow the right people. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. No live games, no real pains. We're doing a series uh, with other NRL podcasts and joining me tonight is Jack from the Red V Podcast. Welcome, mate. How are you doing, Big T? I'm feeling great, champion. How are you feeling? Yeah, very good. Happy to be on the show. Uh, well, I'm happy to have you. Tell us a bit about the Red V. Well, it's uh, a podcast about everything St. George Illawarra. So from uh, player interviews to uh, to uh, match reviews and match previews, there hasn't been too many of those. Uh, we yeah. we kind of felt like we might have brought the bra- bad luck having started the podcast in the preseason. Um, and then we get two games through and the uh, the season's been suspended. But uh, oh, yeah. It was your fault. Yeah, that's realize. right. It's all our fault. That's good to so, know. Mm. You know, everything revolves around the Dragons. So yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we, we, we like to just yeah get the get fans involved as well so we encourage uh, fans to send in their questions and uh, sometimes uh, send in uh, voice questions and voice memos and also just chatting to to some of the the guys that used to play for for St George or for Illawarra or for St George Illawarra and yeah get some interesting stories and some interesting points of view uh, from uh, from their playing days which uh, which fans are really enjoying so it's what we have to do now to try and fill uh, mm. fill a podcast episode each week but yeah uh, I'm really enjoying it and the, the fans have, have been really great in supporting it. So it's always great when you get to chat about the uh, the rugby league club that you love. Yeah, that sounds excellent. And now you don't do it by yourself, right? So how did you get nominated to be the uh, combatant tonight? Uh, well, I've, I've got a co-host, uh, Andrew Daly, but he's kind of been here, there and everywhere with uh, everything with uh, with the coronavirus and probably right. the fact that I control the social media channels is, uh, is how I got the gig tonight. So, right. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even get a look in. I like it. Yeah, that's Australia, right. Australia. Yeah, dictatorship. Smart. Okay, well, all questions are from the board game NRL Obsessed and are about the Dragons. I should warn you, though, there are also there's one or two about Illawarra mm-hmm. and there's one or two just about St. George, but most of them are about the uh, joint venture. They will vary from easy to hard and anywhere in between, and there is no specific order. Most importantly, the bubble boy rule applies, so any answer on the card is the right answer, and I hope that's okay with you. Yep. All questions are multiple choice. If you get it right, you get a point. But if you can answer it without the multiple choice, it's five points. And I also give bonus points for interesting anecdotes anecdotes or additional facts. We'll see how we go, Big T. I'm, uh, I'm under pressure now, so uh, yeah. fingers crossed I can get more than a few right. Well, I'm sure if there's anything the Dragons have done recently, you'll go really well at the beginning, and then we'll see you start to That's fade right, yeah. <laughs> For all of those listening along, see if you can outknowledge a Dragons podcast legend. Question number one. Listen, George Dragons Rugby League team formed a joint venture with which other club in 1998? Illawarra. See, that's a great start. <laughs> Easy kickoff. You got five points straight away. Um, 
were you a fan of either of the teams beforehand, or, or did you become a fan after they were a joint venture? Um, I was a St George fan. I, I vaguely remember starting supporting the Dragons in 1996, um, right. watching yeah watching games when the ABC used to broadcast uh, rugby league with my old man. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, I think the first game I went to was. Uh, St. George against North Queensland at Cogra. And it was a typical St. George performance, shot out to a big lead early on. And North Queensland, who were pretty uh, pathetic back in the late 1990s, almost ran us down. But, um, oh, wow. yeah, I think uh, if, you, if you've got heart problems, you probably don't want to be uh, a Dragons man. So <laughs> right, I, I learned right. from, uh, from a young age that, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to give you heart palpitations more times uh, than not. So, um, yes. But I think, yeah, in, in terms of, of the joint venture, that was when I was – um, nine when the joint venture happened and was crying at the, the fact of the 99 grand final. But yeah, a lot more memories of, of the joint venture rather than kind of right. pre-merger with just St. George. Yeah, great. Um, which St. George Illawarra Dragon player, oh, sorry, played at second row and locked for New South Wales in the 2016 set of Origin series? Um... I might, there is multiple, I might have to multiple choice. Yeah, I might have to go for the multiple choice on this one. Not a problem. A Tyson Frizzell, B Dynamis Louis, or C Jake Marketo. Uh, I'll go with Tyson Frizzell. Now, how are you feeling about that whole situation? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. It's kind of we've spoken about it on the podcast the last couple of weeks, and it's really split fans. Me personally. I'm not that upset about it. Uh, Frizzell is is 28 going on 29, and we know that... that is fo- he? Wow. Yeah. So he, he, looks, he, he looks like he's got a bit of a baby face, but yeah, he's yeah. He's, uh, he's had plenty of years under his belt, and um, yeah, I, I, I don't want the Dragons doing what Canterbury did a couple of seasons ago with Jimmy Graham, where they've put him on mm. a big back-ended deal, which can kind of hamstring the club going forward. Obviously, I'd love, mm. uh, if I had the choice, I would definitely have Tyson Frizzell in my starting 13 every week. But hopefully the Dragons can kind of use some of that money to uh, entice some quality players to come to the come to the club but yeah i I, I, i'm not uh, overly upset about it particularly when some of his performances particularly in the back half of last season uh, left a lot to be desired for the dragons so i think he's a good signing for the knights but yeah i think it's time for us to kind of move on and maybe try and get a bit more youth in that back row position I can see why this podcast is so successful. You seem very measured and sensible, <laughs> sir. So that's a great answer. Okay, now here's a, uh, here's a doozy of a pickle, so hold on. How much did the North Sydney Bears lose by in the 1965 final series against St. George Dragons? Ooh. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go multiple choice. I have, I have a number in my head. I just don't know if it's right. So, well, Call it out for us now because you can't, get, you can't be wrong before multiple choice. Uh, I'm going to say 14. Okay. Well, here are the multiple choice. A is 40. B is 12. C is 2. Yeah, well, 14 was, uh, was a bit off, wasn't it, Big T? I, um, I'm, actually gonna go, <laughs> I'm actually going to go 40. And I'm going to predict the score. Was it 47 to 7? Well, look, the answer is 40, so you're getting a point. And the fact that you've had a crack at the score, the great thing about this, Jack, is that I don't – how would I know, yeah. man? You just tell me. You just tell me it was 47 to 7, and I go, wow, I can't believe you remember <laughs> the score, and I give you extra points for a great answer. Yeah, fantastic. So, that's how this game works. Uh, which St. George Illawarra Dragon Centre represented Scotland in the 2016 Rugby League Four Nations tournament? Uh, that would be Ewan Aitken. Yeah, now I have big raps on that bloke, mm. but it seems that he's also faded. Am I seeing that right? Yeah, I, I think with uh, with you and it, it, it's been just some defensive fragilities in in his game. Um, I don't think anyone doubts that he's a, a great attacking player, and 
particularly when you look back at that uh, 2018 season, particularly in the mm. first half of the season, he he kind of steamrolled Greg Inglis on a, on a Friday night at Cogra and uh, completely outplayed him and put in some really good shifts and scored tries and was setting up tries and was pretty much on the cusp of representing New South Wales. The Blues mm. eventually went with James Roberts, which was probably a wise decision in the end. And he just seemed to fall away from uh, from the proceedings after that. And he's had a few injuries. He's had some issues with how, with his uh, with his hamstrings and his shoulders in right. recent years, which I think has probably knocked uh, a bit of the confidence away from him. But he's certainly a, mm. a very quality player. It's just, yeah, I, I was watching the Charity Shield preseason and he just has a penchant for rushing out of the line and, and probably needs to needs to work on his defensive reading because I think that's where he gets caught out a little bit. He's he's quite a good one-on-one tackler. It's just the uh, the reading of the defense, which I think has got him into a, to a bit of trouble. But it's, he's probably one of the players that's kind of suffered, I guess, the most from the Dragons' downfall over the last kind of 18 months with uh, loss of form and loss of confidence because he was a player that when he was playing at his best was, yeah, almost a New South Wales representative. Yeah, right. Well, that's interesting because I'm going to link back to that in just a moment. What position did Paul McGregor play for the Illawarra Steelers? There's your first Steelers. Uh, centre. Now, you'd think then that a centre would be able to help <laughs> a centre, you know, with this defensive thing. I mean, how do you feel about McGregor? Uh, well, I'm one of the many uh, Dragons fans that would love to see him uh, shown the door. I think he's had right. plenty of, uh, of years to uh, try and uh, – shape this dragon side and to only have made two finals uh, appearances in that that period is is pretty poor and he's just not getting enough out of the squad i thought a 15th place finish for, for the dragons last year should have been the the straw that broke the camel's back when you look at through that right. dragon side and see quality all throughout particularly in the back row with like with sims and frazelle and i know uh, jack DeBellin wasn't mm. playing last year but he's been there for the last few seasons and ben hunt and Corey norman those kind of guys um, he's had plenty of opportunities and uh, he hasn't been able to to come up with the goods for the Dragons. So, um, yeah, I would love to see him uh, showing the door. I'm sure he's a, a lovely bloke, but doesn't seem to to have the nous to uh, to get the Dragons to the successful periods that I'm sure the fans would like. And there's got to be a – I mean, the other question that people often ask, like Gus, is who, who are you going to put in there? But there's got to be a 1,000 assistant coaches. Everyone was an assistant coach at mm. one stage, so you chuck one of them in, they'll be fine. Okay. Who started at prop with Michael Wayman for the St. George Illawarra Dragons in 2010? Um, I'm going to go with uh, – it's between two, two players. I'm going to go Neville Costigan. You are so correct. What was the other I person you were thinking? I was thinking of Dan Hunt because he played, he played a little bit of, of prop with the Dragons, but I know he did have some injury concerns in, in 2010, but I'm glad I was able to get that through. I think Neville Costigan, uh, just as a, a bit of a side note, Big T, was... Uh, You're killing the extra points yeah, today. I'm loving it. I, I just think he was uh, such an underrated player for the Dragons. He'd, he'd spent some time down in Canberra and... I don't know if there was that many Dragons fans that were really enthused by the signing, but I thought he really uh, flourished under um, Wayne Bennett. He, he played out in the centres in a couple of games and he played in the back row. And huh. um, I think he even broke back into the Queensland side when he was playing with the Dragons. So he was a player that I thought, hmm. yeah, would always kind of, would run through a brick wall for, for the Red V. And yeah, it was, uh, it was a shame to see him go, but he has plenty of memories. He helped us win that 2010 Premiership and 2010 was probably the, his best year in his career, I reckon. Now, we might come back to that grand final later because I love hearing about people's <laughs> grand final experiences. Who was the top try scorer for the St. George Illawarra Dragons in 2016? I'm going to have to go multiple choice on this one, Big T. Yeah. 
Not a problem. Ewan Aiken, Kurt Mann, Gareth Widdop. Uh, Ewan Aiken? It was Kurt oh, Mann. And it's great. It's always good to get a um, an incorrect one away. I was so surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have picked that. I know I know Gareth Widdop used to find the line a fair bit, so I was kind of leaning towards that as my second answer, but yeah, I know Kurt Mann yeah, did. Right. That was a difficult year as a Dragons fan. And I actually, now that you mentioned, I do remember him getting a few tries at the back end of the season when he was playing on the wing. So that was probably enough to, to get in the, the leading try scorer mantle. And it's good not to argue with the cards That's anyway. Right. So starting to believe that, yeah, just talking yourself into them being right is a smarter way to go. Which former St. George Illawarra Dragon was awarded the 2010 Dalliam fullback of the year? Uh, Darius Boyd. Now, how are you feeling about him these days? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just feel I feel a little bit sad for for Darius because he's had such yeah. a, a sparkling career. He's represented Queensland and Australia, and how many years did we have? Did we have to put up with with Darius Boyd scoring try after try on the wing for Queensland when New South Wales <laughs> yeah, couldn't yeah. just buy a win? Um, and, and obviously, his his three years at the Dragons, he was. Uh, he was fantastic. I didn't really know too much about him. I'd seen him play on the wing and play in the centres uh, for Brisbane. Um, but, yeah, he, I think that's really where he really came of age. And he set up try after try for the Dragons when they would send those yeah. uh, left uh, left side attacking raids down at, at opposition sides. And um, who can forget that? What was it? A 32-second th- press conference that he did where he uh, just answered yes and no to the uh, frustrated media that were there at, at training Wollongong one afternoon. So, he, um, yeah, a lot, lot of good memories for Dragons fans, even just over Twitter uh, in the last couple of months, um, even though social media can be hell sometimes, a lot of Dragons fans are still very appreciative of, of the fantastic performances that he put in for, for the Red V in his three seasons. Oh, that's great to hear. See, social media is a great place when you follow <laughs> the right people. Which St. George Dragons great is represented in the most unforgettable rugby league photograph? Uh, Norm Proven. Yeah, what an excellent legend that bloke was. And what a time to be alive um, to, if, to, if you were a Dragons fan then. Between 1998 and 2017, how many wooden spoons were awarded to the St. George Illawarra Dragons? Um, I'm going to go with zero. Yes. And, I mean, you've got to be happy with that. Um, there's lots of jokes about you guys choking and things like that, but still zero wooden spoons. Yeah, That's I think great. I'd rather be in a position where we can be the April or May premiers rather than rooted to the bottom of the ladder. We, uh, Yeah, we were close to getting a wooden spoon last season if it wasn't for the Gold Coast Titans. And trust and trust yeah. me, it was uh, it was not a fun experience losing game after game. So as heartbreaking as it is losing kind of six or seven in that kind of July, August period, it's, uh, it's yeah. yeah, a wooden spoon is not something you want to go through as a fan very often. No. Uh, when was the Illawarra Steelers' first season in New South Wales? 1982. Now, how do you remember that so easily? Oh, I'm just a bit that. of a stats man. So uh, yeah, I can uh, maybe not with other things, but with sports, I can always seem to remember uh, names <laughs> and numbers and different things like that. And obviously, yeah, being yeah. being a part of St. George Illawarra now and that being a, um, Illawarra being a huge part of not just the, the past, but also the future of, of the Dragons. It's yeah important to know a little bit of history around uh, around them. So. Yeah, well said, sir. And, uh, and you're not the first person to come on this show, do really well at a question. I ask you, how do you know? And then you say, I'm terrible on the rest of my life. But for some reason, <laughs> I can remember weird stuff about football. So you're in good company. Who was the club captain for St. George Illawarra Dragons from 2013 through to 2015? Mm. Um, I'm going to have to go for uh, Ben Cray. Yes, I thought you were going to say well, I was going to do, I was gonna do that and then Ben Cray's name just miraculously popped into my head. So. 
What was the title of the Illawarra Steelers team song? Oh, I'm going to have to go a multiple choice on this, I think. Now, I'm telling you, all of these choices are awesome. So get ready to, you know, smack a smile on your face. A is Taste of Steel. B is Steeler Strong. And C is Wollongong Blues. Uh, the A, Taste of Steel. Yes. Uh, no, I haven't actually. So. Well, I can tell you at the uh, at the Rugby League Hall of Heroes, there's a rugby oh, – you can't go there now, obviously, because of the C19. But the, when the doors all open again and we can go outside, the um, – at, at – Rugby League HQ, NRL HQ, they have like a museum at the bottom there and they have an interactive thing and it plays, it has everybody's song. Oh, it has awesome. a whole bunch of things, but it does have every team's song. Yeah, and uh, I amazingly have heard that Illa, that Illawarra song because of that a bored rainy afternoon <laughs> being stuck in that museum. Which St. George Illawarra Dragon player was a top try scorer in the 2014 Rugby League Four Nations tournament? Brett Morris? Let me give you the multiple yeah. choice. <laughs> a, 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 Jason Nightingale. B, Josh Dugan. C, Will Matthews. I'm going to go with A, Jason Nightingale. Yes. Now, what a mm. massive legend that is. Tell me you've been to I have, cafe. actually, a few times. Um, yeah, no, he's, yeah, yeah. Any good? Great coffee and uh, just, yeah, just a, just a great bloke. Great to see him kind of investing in his future as well after rugby league and he's still involved. I think he's yep. in the, the uh, community partnerships team with, with the Dragons. So, um, and yeah, what a, what a legend he was. Like Sir, St. George Jr., born and bred and played over 200 games and scored over 100 tries for the Dragons. Test international for New Zealand, like he, yeah, one of yeah. those guys that's just a, a superb servant of the club. And Dragons fans all around the nation still love uh, Jason Nightingale for some of his acrobatics that he could show when he when he scores. Some of them <laughs> included landing on his head, but yeah. uh, he still got the yeah. four points, which is I'm sure all the fans cared about. And he, um, he's one of those random or weird people who is a New Zealander and a proud New Zealander and had great things for New Zealand and he still really likes yeah, that's right. <laughs> So that's an incredible, it's an incredible feat. He and Benji Marshall, the only two people I can think of who do that. Who was 5'8 for St. George Illawarra Dragons in the 2008 qualifying final loss to Manly Was Rodriguez it Ben Sims? Rogers? Holy crap. So you are proving that your brain is ridiculous. Which St. George Dragon legend is known as Reg oh, you are steamrolling. That's just five <laughs> after five. Which St. George Leagues club did the St. George Illawarra Dragons – no. Oh, sorry. Which Super League club did the St. George Illawarra Dragons beat in the 2011 World Club Challenge? Uh, Wigan Warriors. Did you I did. Watch that I, I got up early and I was very, very impressed with the performance because that was – it's changed a little bit lately, but that was in a period where – uh, a lot of the English sides had, had got it over and had the wood over the Australian sides. Mm. And uh, Wigan had a, had a really uh, quality roster and had performed really well in the uh, the previous season and and has started the season in pretty good form as well. And the Dragons, I, I don't think it played any trial matches at all. Um, but yeah, it was uh, always nice to take out that World Club challenge and get one over the Palms, particularly after to winning the Premiership just a, a few months prior as well. That's right. Which St. George Illawarra Dragons winger was the top NRL try scorer for three consecutive seasons from 1990? Nathan Blacklock. And I can tell you where he's from as what well. What a legend. In New South Wales, Big T. Um, Whoa. Yeah, town, uh, out in New South Wales. But yeah, Nathan Blacklock, my uh, favourite player. I can still remember him uh, zooming on to uh, a Brett Kamali chip kick in the 1999 Grand Final and racing 70 metres downfield. Uh, that that commentary is actually part of our intro to the uh, the Red V podcast as well. One of the... Sterlo halfway through a sentence and then everyone shuts yeah, up and starts right. screaming. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. 
That, would you believe I was at that? Wow, game? First what an experience! I've ever been to. I went with my dad. Yeah, and that um, I mean, the end try was was also an experience. I remember, but I have two memories of that game, and one is one was watching Blacklock steaming from the um, steaming from what felt like the in goal, mm. and then hitting that ball perfectly. The pace was unreal. Um, okay, which Super League club did St George Illawarra Dragons beat in a one game twenty fifteen World Club? Series? Uh, was it Warrington? It was Warrington. Did you get up for uh, I that can't game? really remember that game. I, I just remember thinking, yeah. why are the Dragons playing a playing an English Over, side when we like yeah. we hadn't had a, a good season the previous season? So, uh, but always right. always happy to, as I said before, get a get a win over a Super League team. They got pretty pretty solid rosters these yeah. days. Which speaking of England, which five eight? Oh, I think I just gave the answer right. Lol. Which five eight was the twenty seventeen club captain for the St George? Uh, Gareth Winnick. And love that bloke. He's been an absolute treasure. Who was the first St. George Illawarra Dragon player to represent Australia? Now, it's not St. George Dragons or Illawarra Steelers. It's the first Ooh, St. George yeah, Illawarra this Dragon. Is, um, this is a bit of a, a tricky question. Um, I'm going to have to go multiple choice. Thanks. Rod Wishart, Sean Timmons, Trent Barrett. Mm, I'm going to go Trent Barrett. Sean Timmons, would you believe? Um, as twenty uh, as of twenty seventeen, which St George Illawarra Dragon five eight holds the club record for the most points scored? Jamie Seward. Uh, now talk me through. Well, he was like the that, he was the very first guest on the podcast. Really, yeah, really great bloke, really right. down to earth, and yeah, he's. Uh, I'm sure if you you're kind of talking St George Illawarra history. I think um, Jamie Soward is is probably the kind of most influential and pivotal player in that period. His his short and long kicking mm. game for the Dragons in that kind of two thousand and nine to two thousand eleven period was was huge. Um, and yeah, just uh, just a guy that that loved the club. And we we spoke spoke with him, and he was kind of yeah very down to earth and very serious, saying that he didn't didn't want to leave the Dragons. He kind of felt like he'd been forced out of the club a little bit, but still had a, a lot of love for the Red V and. It kind of looks back on those kind of 2007, I think, to 2013 as, as the happiest moments in his career, getting to play for New South Wales and also winning a premiership with the Dragons as well. Yeah, what a legend. Um, and last question. Which club did St. George Illawarra Dragons beat in the 2010 to win their maiden the premiership? Now, tell well, me where you this was a, a bit of a bizarre one. I, I kind of wish I'd been at the uh, at the ground, but I actually had some really close friends that were getting married that day, so it was kind of a little bit frantic. They they got married in a, a church at uh, Newtown, um, and then obviously the grand right. final wasn't being played till a little bit later. So we managed to stake out and uh, and find find a pub where we could watch the first fifteen minutes. So I was able to see that uh, the Mark Gasney try seconds after. Brett Morris had put his foot in the touchline, um, and then we we jumped on a uh, we actually the uh, the the reception mm, yeah. was actually on a boat that cruised around Sydney Harbour, uh, but luckily enough they had uh, TV screens uh, in like in the boat, so um, we, we obviously weren't able to to watch much of the the rest of the first half. So I kind of was checking the score frantic on my phone and saw it was eight six. And being quite a defeatist Dragons fan, I was like, "Oh, here, oh, it's all over." This is typical to <laughs> George, like get to the big dance and can't get it done. Uh, but then we saw those two great tries yeah. of Jason Nightingale and the second try that he scored. I got so excited that I, I'm not sure really how it happened, but I raised up off my feet and my head smashed through a light on the boat. 
Um, and yeah, and there was fiberglass oh, no. everywhere. And uh, tr- trust me, the conversations that I had with uh, the deckhand and the captain uh, were not very pleasurable. But thankfully, the Dragons went on to, oh, no. to route the Roosters and win the Premiership. And yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a funny story these days. But it was, uh, yeah, I was left feeling and looking a little bit red faced after that happened uh, when Nightingale got his second try. That's red right. face for the red V. I like it. Okay, amazing, sir. Your total was 105. Yeah, excellent. Anytime yeah, I can cross that? the, as a big cricket fan, anytime I can cross the three figures, I'm uh, pretty happy. And do you think uh, everyone else on the pod's going to be Yeah, I'm hoping the, the fans that, that might be listening and uh, my co hosts that have, uh, have uh, are no doubt going to be tuning in are, are happy with that. I think I did pretty well. I think I got what, two or three wrong, which wasn't too bad. Two, sir. Don't, don't, don't give yourself through. It was just two. And, and they're extremely difficult ones. Now, how can, speaking of the pod, how can people get uh, So they can the search bed? us on a variety of different platforms. We're on both iTunes and Spotify. So if you just search uh, the Red V yep. podcast, um, it can come up there. We're also on uh, social media, on Facebook, the Red V podcast, and on Twitter at Red V podcast one. Uh, so we have new episodes coming out every Tuesday night at uh, around 7.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. So we've uh, actually got a chat with Noel Goldthorpe coming up this week. Uh, yeah, Dragons halfback from oh, the great. 90s. And then I actually uh, finished a, a pre-recorded interview with Rod Wishard last night that we'll be um, having in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, wow. we've, we've got some big-name guests coming up with obviously no rugby league around. It's, uh, yeah, there's still plenty of excitement on the Red V podcast to be chatting to, to guys that are, are legends of the Illawarra Steelers and St. George Dragons. And, yeah, they've, uh, they've been uh, got some pretty interesting stories to tell about their careers in rugby league. Yeah, excellent. Well, I, I'm looking forward to the wish-up one. This sounds great. Okay, well, no thanks worries, so much, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Well, if you're big, you got to play big. Well, how did you compare to Jack? Let us know through your favourite platform. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around the good people like the Red V podcast on the socials and join us again next time. Talk to you then, Sports Fest friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous.